What are we doing? A mic check here? A mic check? Checking the mic. The only way we know how. Got to make sure that I'm not too loud. <laughs> Told you it'd be my next mic check. Country, country music. Oh, that was as good. close as I get to any kind of beatboxing <laughs> or anything. Oh, you fucking nailed it, man. You nailed it. <laughs> little shout out to the Golden Roses there. Shout if outs. you know, you know. <laughs> Ooh, so what's going on? Uh, not much. You know, been, uh, something's been... Uh, topic of conversation a bunch lately had some weddings and things like that you know where you're small talk shooting the shit with people oh you like country music oh you're wearing cowboy boots oh you like country music etc etc uh you know there's no good country music uh it's only good old etc and i've been having this conversation well we've both been having this conversation forever this is partly why we started the podcast but lately i'd say within the last year and a half or more I've had a lot more of a somewhere between confidence and indignance about like that conversation where it's like, no, you know what? You're wrong. Like, this is not even an opinion thing. Like if you like country music and you're going to try say that everything today isn't good, everything good is old. I think maybe a hot take, but I think that we are currently living in maybe the one of the best times for country music. Because not only is old country music very appreciated right now by the mainstream, young folks, people, radio, everything as like respect and like replays and everything, but new country is also like really good and is referential to old country and it's like lots of fiddles lots of pedal steel and not just bro country or snap tracks and everything that of course that still exists but there's just a lot more good right now so agree with you 100 percent. just to jump back on so two points so Mm -hmm. the the cool thing is is that referencing new country I want to say maybe 10 years ago would have been pretty much the same as referencing like pop country, right? Wait, what do you mean? Because in our discussions, not 10 years ago, we haven't been on this podcast for 10 years, but in my vernacular... Feels like it with the podcast. Yeah, kind of Sorry, with the pandemic. (laughs) In my vernacular anyway, like new country was a bad word because there just was no good new country. Now, I feel like pop country is its thing. And now there is, like you said, there's all this amazing new country that references old country you know when you're talking about things that are you know they have steel guitar in it and they have fiddle in it and it's a progression of the classic country that we love or the 90s country or whatever else pop country's over here doing its thing um you've got artists you know like uh, i don't know i I'm, i don't know who to reference at this point without 
repeating myself, but like Summer Dean, like that album I've been listening to on absolute so good. repeat is so good and such a throwback to classic country. And then just to jump back into that country, that classic country vein a little bit, like it, it's insane the the younger movement that's still so into that music. Like I, this was bonkers to me. I went to a thing in Toronto at a Legion and there was a, a band that played first, like a, a and a legion for all y'all in America would be like a VFW. Yeah, this is like our version of it. Like the Royal Canadian Legion is where all the vets go. It's the 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 bar, like the the veterans bar. Yeah, exactly. So there's a band playing, and then there's a DJ, and the band it happened to be my brother's band, who was a very you know, old school country band, Big Tobacco and the Pickers, if you want to check them out. Shout um, out. And this wasn't just a plug for that, but this blew my mind. So we go there, we watch my brother's band. And uh, I'm like, really? There's going to be like, he's like, trust me, this is insane. I'm like, there's going to be a huge crowd at a, at a Legion. He's like, yeah, just watch, just watch. All of a sudden, I look outside, there is a lineup down the street, around the block. Everybody is dressed to the nines in like classic country garb. Hmm. And then... Everyone is dancing. Everybody knows how to dance. And just to cap it off, once they're done, they played for an hour. The rest of the night was a DJ just spinning classic country. And these people, you know, I'm 42. I was probably the oldest person in the room. Like right They were all in their, like, 20s, early 30s. Just they knew every song. They knew every word. They knew they were dancing. Like, I can't dance like that. Uh, you're a pretty good dancer. But, I mean, this was, like choreographed like shit it was crazy to me so you're right it's branched out in all these different directions which is so cool to see and you're right we're like we've been talking about this for years and this is it's happening man <laughs> friend of mine uh who owned some uh, big deal restaurants in montreal um he i didn't know that he was a country fan and uh we we text and dm every so often about random things and uh i forget how we came to it but he in some conversation maybe he liked something i put up or maybe he put up something and i was like i don't realize you're into country and i think it was about um charlie um crockett yeah and what, what's that latest song not latest but the big one from the last year i need your love no uh jamestown fairy no that's older um what is it let me just pull up spotify here further to Constantly apologizing for my brain being mush now. Hard times? Uh, no. Hmm. He's been pumping out content like crazy. I know. I'm just uh, pulling this out. I could just keep naming songs, but it's, chances are I'm not going to find it. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, He's great, man. He's pretty accessible. Like, I put him on, and people who say they don't like country, like... I mean, he walks a, a line between a lot of different genres, but... Um, like I said, he's he's quite accessible. Oh yeah, uh, Midnight Run. So, chatting about Midnight Run and great song, but this guy says country music needed him. I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, well, a lot of new country really sucks and needed him to like come back. I was like, yeah, dig a little deeper, man. <laughs> I would, I would even like, I don't know about that, like. I, I really love Charlie Crockett and what he does, but I would in no sense put him on the leadership edge of what's pushing country music right now. No, I would say he's, again, 
I don't think we need to say we both love Charlie Crockett. Okay, yeah. let's put that out we there. Do. So we're 100%. not going to offend anybody. <laughs> I feel like but, he's a great, like, who are some other examples of the same kind of, like, old school revivalist sound? Yeah, he's not leading the charge no. on progressive no. new country music. Yeah, and if if somebody wants to make a comment like, oh, they needed someone like that who's young that's playing an old style of country, we've had that for, like, However long, like Daniel Romano here in Ontario, Whitey Morgan, like all, like it, this is not a new thing, and there's lots of people doing that, and Charlie Crockett is doing it as good or better yeah, than like Wayne all Hancock, of them. like guys like that. Where yeah, it's just, yeah, and it's uh, but like, and keep doing it. We love it, but it's Summer Dean is an example of the exact same thing. I would put Summer Dean and Charlie Crockett kind of in the same. I don't know, man. I, I find that last album of hers like. Lyrically and like content of the songs, like the, the sound wise, yes, it's very rooted in classic country, but I don't know. I, I, I just that album just floors me. I, I wouldn't put it in that same sort of genre of like revivalist. Like it's definitely, but she, she's got her own spin on it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I feel like sonically, at least, they're very similar. Like they, they sound of a bygone era. Like compare that to something else that we're fans of that's new of like the new John Party album. Like that's country country, but it doesn't sound like it was recorded in the 70s or 80s. No, you're, you're right. It he, doesn't there was happen. some concept. So there's some parts of his last album that were a little more classical, not classically rooted, but a little more outlaw almost rooted. But I don't know. I need to dig deeper into that new album of his because... Oh, I'm loving it. I think we dig deeper into it and we can have a whole conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think yeah. now's the now's, now's the not time. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just, gonna say stuff I regret later. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I you love don't this want song. To, You're like, you said you hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you wanna if you're gonna go on a record on it, make sure you fully, fully, fully get it. It always takes me more than like a tertiary listen to Oh me to too. Absorb something. Like so many times I'm like, no, I don't like this. Good example for me is Zach Bryan. Like mm-hmm. There, I can't remember what the original song I heard was from him, or I was like, "Yeah, this is good," and then just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I mean, and I kept sharing some with you, and then you kept sharing them, and then I was like, "Yeah, that's good," but then I just kind of left it. And the first time I really made more of a connection was when you sent me the um, what's it called here from uh, Highway Boys or from Austin? No, no, no. no. Um, two seconds. If she wants a cowboy. And oh right that song's hilarious yeah and i really liked it and you i obviously got that it was a joke and it was tongue-in-cheek and so i think i still kind of wrote it off as like not super serious because it was sort of it was a joke yeah, yeah a joke, joke song, song. It's like oh this is that guy that's like being a, a joke again um so i sort of let let it be but I don't know what the impetus was that got me back into it. Maybe it was when American Heartbreak fully came out and I listened to the whole thing straight. I was like, holy shit, like 33, 32, whatever, how many songs are on that? It's a little excessive. It's excessive for <laughs> sure. But <laughs> that album should have been like 12 songs long. <laughs> if if he had picked the best 12 songs on there, that that's like 12 number ones. Yeah. Like, I don't think I found a song that, okay, let's talk about this later. Uh, we, we should do a whole we we should do a whole thing on Zach Bryan just on his own, um, but yeah, a bunch of his songs are a lot of what I've been listening to, and I wouldn't really call him country country, but 
he's something that really fits. But we, I, I feel like we have a lot more to dig on that. Yeah, let's future. not let's not get too deep into it. Like definitely, yeah, he's taken country in his direction. I think there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there. I I, I do like f- perfectly remember sitting in that Airbnb in Austin, and I played you a video of his, and it w- it was Highway Boys, and that was the first time I got a, a good reaction out of you over Zach Bryan, and I was like, yes, that you know what that might got have him. been the be- yeah that <laughs> might have been the beginning of it. Gotcha, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, is that a the Highway Boys is one of my favorite songs from him for sure. Yeah, and it's it's cool to see the video, and I, again, let's not get too deep into it, but it's like you, you, you know you see it's always fun to see a band interacting with each other and like you know when they're buddies. Yeah, you know. Anyways, wh- what else? Uh, what else are you listening to? Well, yeah, like just kind of circling back in the theme that like oh i guess yeah the story i was saying this guy this uh buddy of mine from uh, montreal oh the uh, owner of big deal restaurant yeah 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 <laughs> exactly <Love> that restaurant <laughs> un- un- unnamed big deal <laughs> restaurants um i i we, we had a back and forth that was kind of disagreeing i was like all right i'm gonna make you a playlist and this is all going to be from like within the last year or two. And I called it not all new country sucks. <laughs> and when, I don't know how long this is now, it's 70, 78 songs long. Has it been you continually adding to it or is yeah. he adding anything? No, now? I'm just continually adding to it. And I've checked in a few times like, Hey, what do you think? And positive but we're like fuck off man i don't want to listen to this anymore yeah we haven't we haven't dug too deep on it maybe i'll dig it dig in again now it's like hey my bro, restaurant went talk, under talk. i've been playing this there nobody likes it anymore. oh it didn't go under yeah yeah he, he's just not in the restaurant business anymore but if he was this would be the killer playlist um but th- this has been part of what's now i've been thinking about when i've been having this same conversation with random people in the like small talk at like weddings and parties and everything uh or i'm thinking about like no no man you're wrong like country music is at like a really really good moment now both on the radio like there's gonna be people that are like walker hayes sucks and everything yeah you're preaching to the choir of course it does like pop country always sucks but if you're gonna be the same guy that's like oh give me whalen again and everything yeah when whalen was on the radio so was all the other bullshit that was like super Nashville sound poppy shit. Um, so it was never like a world of perfect country, country music. And I feel like we're at a really good point now, at least within the last 20 years since like peak nineties. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're now peak. Like if this was, if country music awesomeness was charted, plotted on a graph, Wherever you would say it peaked in the 90s and has been kind of down, I'd say we're on the upspin, like if not at a peak, like going towards it. Well, because right there now. was a, a massive lull there where oh, all so you could get was pop country and bad bro country and everything. You had to go like underground to like yeah. Whitey Morgan for like good country. Yeah. And it's it's so much more accessible now. Like you, you could, I mean, there's talk radio but it's you know and whatever if you're talking satellite radio spotify whatever like you you start listening to like pick any one of the artists we're talking about start listening to them and spotify is going to go off for the next three hours playing you awesome country music yeah that'll pick up the algorithm within the last five years 100 percent. and it's like i think the 
obviously it's not a new artist so you would only expect awesomeness from him but alan jackson like last year when i remember the moment like it's one of those songs where like you remember where you were when you hear it yeah and like i didn't realize it came out my wife put it on uh just found it on spotify i think it was on release radar or something and like where have you gone and like when you hear that song from the beginning like it's obviously you're listening to a, a serious country song but then the initial lyrics speak to you as if it's like a love song and then when it continues on you realize oh no it's not about a lover it's about country music yeah and it just like it hits so hard and it's so good and the rest of that record is dynamite but beyond that that was like that was over a year ago that was sometime in 2021 but there's there's so much stuff that has been coming out lately that has been so good one of my favorites that i've been listening to and this is only like in the last two weeks got a lot of other favorites uh but emily nenny like we've talked about her a bunch on the podcast before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, she was definitely part of our underground country. Hundred probably future is female episode. Future is female, underground country, everything. Um, like on the ranch. Yeah. Like, what a great song! And she's got Can Chasers out now too, and it's like another song, another single. But you know what I love about her is that so far she hasn't she hasn't strayed too far. Like there is some other artists I find that have like they cut their teeth on like a good first kind of country album and then they started pushing more towards like americana or fusing some rock in there like whatever like nikki lane and like stuff like that where you're kind of like i was really into this and i appreciate your artistic vision but i just want some more like honky tonk you know yeah. and i i can't wait till she because i don't think there's even a full-length emily nenny album out there is there I saw on Instagram she was signing records with that cover of On the Ranch on it. So I assume that's a full record now. Hold on. Let me just... I'm on Spotify here. Let me see if there's something released that is... But yeah, everything everything she's put out has been solid country country. But I knew you'd love that On the Ranch song. Oh, like everything about it. The, the songwriting, the instrumentation, the pickup, the groove, the hook, it's it's so good. I really like Can Chaser too. I, I don't think Can Chaser has quite the same hook and groove that uh that on the ranch does, but that's we're 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 constantly uh weekend quoting uh on the ranch uh with the what is it? Uh Two seconds. The kitchen line? No, two seconds here. I, I love that kitchen line. The kitchen's for two-stepping and trapping mice. Yeah, which we've had <laughs> some mice and we two-step in our kitchen. And so it like that that one, I think when uh, my wife first heard that, there was a bit of a smile and a laugh. <laughs> but uh, no, just the just the afternoon vibes of uh, come a couple after two, time to bust out a brew. Don't hurt me or you. How'd you feel about a few? It's yeah. Like, yep. 2 p.m. beer o'clock. This is kind of the tune, and it's got that whole like it's a, it's a very like Whalen vibe, like yeah. the rhythm of that song, yeah, the bounciness to it, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> further to my wife in this song, uh, the opening lyrics of uh, "Up with the Sun" just to catch a wrangle, roll out uh, to pull a pickup out of a nearby bog. <laughs> Well, to be true, I wasn't really much use. Once the truck got to getting loose, I was playing with the cattle dog. It's just like, yep, 
that's that's Amelia. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh hey, there's a dog. That oh, hey. dog has a puffy tail. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, puff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's something that I've been uh, really into lately. What have you been listening to lately? I mean, we have a long list of these, and there's nowhere we're going to be able to touch on all of them today, or even close to them. But what, what's what's standing out for you? Like Hayes Carl. I know mm. we're both we're both on this one, and I've been a super so fan good. of his since forever. You know, because I heard the first Hayes Carl song. Probably. Did I tell you I met him once? I don't think so. Oh, at at, um, at Corb Lund show in New York. Huh? Were they playing together? No, Corb was doing a solo set that um, we just happened to be in New York and saw like on the Bands in Town app that he was there, so we bought tickets to it. But my wife went to law school with uh, his girlfriend. And so we had connected and we were all going to go there. Um, Tell me he was nice because if he's not, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like talk talk about like don't meet your heroes kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, no, no. He, he was, uh, it was very brief. Like, hey, how are you? Hey, nice to meet you kind of thing. Like we, we had no conversation. But uh, yeah, he ap- apparently he knew he was going to be, in, uh, he knew Corb was going to be in town. So he came to surprise him as well and like, came and hung out and so, so did Corb's girlfriend. Uh, she flew in as, as kind of a surprise. So, uh, yeah, no, just, just to say, he, and he was also taller than me, which often doesn't happen. And so <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Yeah. He's a big guy. Eh? Yeah. He's a big dude. And, well, him uh, and Corb had cool. on the Hayes album, they had bottle in my hand they did together. And then on the Corb album, they had Bible on the dash. Yeah, they did together, exactly. Which I thought yeah. was so cool. Yeah. Cause you often hear that when, uh, artists will, uh, do at a song together and then the song ends up on both albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so cool to do similar song. Like they're almost the same yeah. thing, but different. Yeah. Um yeah, those are two cool songs. Bottle Ball in My Hand, Bible on the Dash, Corblund, and uh Hayes Carl. But yeah, I, I feel like he'd put out his last couple albums, like I still enjoyed them. They're a little more morose than, you know, I liked out of him. I love that like his like his sharp wit, his tongue in cheek, like lyrics were just you know, my favorite part of him. And then the the last couple of singles he's put out, especially that happy hour song is like, well, even before happy hour, I think trumps everything. Yeah. Um, short of chances are, which honestly I liked the Garrett Headland version better from, <laughs> from the movie. Yeah. Sorry. Hayes Carl fans. Um, but you get it all that came out, I think earlier this year, end of last year. That is an amazing song. So I, I literally just played that at someone's wedding last, Last weekend, two weekends ago. Like you played it live? Like yeah. you said, oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's such a beautiful song, but oh, yeah. also just like, it's so, such a non... I just didn't realize you played a wedding. Oh, yeah. I played, well, I was supposed to play for like 45 minutes and ended up playing for like two hours. Oh, nice. It was fun. I I just shook off the cobwebs a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, it, it was nice. It was Did you have the whole band or just... With just the, me. Okay, right on. Yeah. I, I pulled it off. But um, yeah, it's such a non-cheesy love song yeah like it's yeah you know all the lyrics are super relatable and uh again like there's some tongue-in-cheek in there and i don't know he's just to me he is such a good songwriter like they don't make him like that anymore you know and you know i just uh, and that that happy hour song is just it's on constant repeat right now it's and i love the changes in tempo and, oh like, my that's god something that's so he good does like so well is this like um 
got this somewhere. Uh, those changes in tempo, I'm just gonna like put that on just in the background now. Like this is this is it's just too good. Yeah. Hayes isn't gonna charge us anything. No. He'd no. never do that. No, no, no. <laughs> this is all all, all po positive PR. <laughs> but I love like well, the lyrics are great, but like what it kind of grooves into like swings into the yeah. uh, I don't know if it's the chorus or the pre-chorus. Well, that's the thing. He's a pretty non-traditional songwriter, right? Yeah. And I don't know. That's something I've always struggled with is trying to make something different. And this is such a different song. Yeah. And you're not expecting it. I don't know. Are we picking this up enough? There it is. Wait for it. <laughs> this gets you up dancing now. <laughs> for the record, Andrew's gone to the kitchen and he's now two stepping by himself. Two stepping for one. Yeah, what a fucking banger. And right back into it. <laughs> and just with like a rip too. Like, yeah. yeah, it always bugged me a little bit that he didn't, uh, that he never made it bigger than he is, you know? Yeah. I saw him here at. Uh, I feel like he's doing well. He's yeah, got I don't that, think like, he's got any problems. Whole Texas scene to the max, but uh, yeah. yeah. Aside from his feuds with Steve Earl. They still f fussing in a feuding? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you marry somebody's ex-wife, I guess. Especially speak, a cranky speak, old man like speaking Steve of that, Speaking of that time when I met him in New York, she was there as well, too. <laughs> so I, I got that introduction. You uh, you mentioned uh, Garrett Hedlund. I know you wanted to chat about that a little bit. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe it's not worth a whole conversation, but I am astounded with, Actually, not astounded. I'm very happy that he is back and I love all his music. I wouldn't say like his peak is still that movie. Like the songs like Chances Are like which were um Hayes Carl songs, I think yeah. for the most part. Like Chances Are and um Oh, what was it? Baby uh Babe well, that timing is everything song was timing that, is everything. that wasn't Hayes. I don't know who wrote that, but well, maybe he did, but he never recorded it. Uh, Given to me, and uh, that's not the one. I've, Hide me, babe. Hide yeah. me, babe. And his cover of Silver Wings, like those were so good. Uh, and at the time, I remember this clearly. In 2012, further to what we were just saying about like 10, 15 years ago, where it's like you're best pick is bro country like there wasn't a lot of really good country yeah i remember very clearly being like the best music of the year is the country strong soundtrack see i literally the first time i watched that movie was i want to say maybe a year ago like a year and a half ago i'd never I, seen it i oh, didn't know who he was man i think i and, saw it in the theater well so becca got me to watch it she, and i was like i want to watch this it just seems like new country bullshit so good and she kept she's like you're gonna like it you're gonna like it you're gonna like it and i finally like i'm you know how stubborn i am so I, I finally watched it and 
I was so thankful because yeah, like it, it, he's such a good artist and it was so interesting to me too. Cause I didn't realize Hayes Carl had songs on it either. And, uh, yeah, like I've worked some, like, I, again, I'm not stay on this wedding thing, but like I played timings, everything at that wedding too. And like, it's so many yeah. good jams and like that totally. new song you sent me is like super good too. And, but I don't, again, I don't know shit about this, but was he, before this movie, was he playing anything or did he, you know, no. sometimes actors like they play because they're in the movie, like. No, so how I understand it, and this isn't researched at all, This I, I'm now going on like 10 years of, mem- yeah, 10 years. I think that movie was 2012. So I believe I heard that he went to either live with or hang out with or stay with to like whatever degree Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And because obviously Tim is in the movie. And as I understand it, Garrett was not at all like a country singer or anything. And so he learned to like play and sing from Tim at his house or in some format of that this this could be all rumor and speculation and otherwise <laughs> we're but just making shit up this, this the, no but this is what i remember hearing or reading or something which might not be entirely true or whatever but he, he learned that then and did this for this movie it's not like he was a country singer and they're like this actor slash country guy come on board and like do this movie he was straight up an actor and then learned this for the movie and I remember thinking like, shit, like he needs to like put out a record after this, like badly, especially at the time, because further to the earlier comments, country music needs this. Like they could, like 2012 could have used like a full out Garrett Headland introduction. And, um, it just didn't happen. And then now randomly out of left field earlier this year, Garrett Headland is putting out like new songs that sound like timing is everything. Yeah. Like he doesn't have any bangers yet that sound like, uh, Oh man, what was it? Like, what's that song about? Let the horses, let loose the horses. And, but is he doing, is he doing an album or something? Do we know this or is he just putting shit out? So it says he didn't even know how to play guitar before the film. He's, okay. He so said he, when I read the script and started playing guitar, I knew I wanted to get there. I mean, I wasn't going to have a hand, a hand double come in and be playing the chords, uh, having to uh, having to have two different setups just because I couldn't get it down. Gwyneth Paltrow apparently took guitar lessons as well. Um, it doesn't say it doesn't say, it doesn't go. Into, I'm not going to go into too much more detail on this, but so that kind of supports what I remember hearing yeah. was that he didn't know anything about it, and I think it was like Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Like I, th- I think he he went to live with them or like hung out with them a lot at home or something. Somehow like learned from them that way. And, and then had an affair with her to like really get into the role. <laughs> Heard it here as first. Per, as per the movie. Yeah. Uh, n- no, I didn't hear anything untoward like that, but uh, it's uh, so cool. Also really fucking pisses me off. It's like you just, yeah. How do you become in that like, badass? Like yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like fuck you. Also, you're awesome. Yeah, exactly. And so my whole 10 years ago, younger Andrew self, wishing that Garrett would come out with this whole record and like country music star life didn't happen. And then 10 years randomly, it comes out of nowhere and it's, it's, it's all quite good. Um, I didn't know Amanda Shires was in that movie as well as a bandmate. Same with Chris Scruggs. Oh really? I didn't know Amanda Shires was either. Huh? So she played fiddle in that just as, as Kelly's bandmate. So I assume it's fiddle because she's like a dynamite fiddle player. Yeah. Um, 
Wow. But if yeah, we're really unpacking this, movie. it's turn loose the horses. But if you had like a hard out here or turn loose the horses on the current, like new Garrett, like that's what I want to hear what that sounds like. Because everything he's put out so far, uh, like best ones, more like home, Tulsa night, they're all kind of sound like hide me, babe, or give in to me. Things like timing is everything. They're all of that. Yeah, like, a lot of it was slower, in that same sentimental. Um, and the new ones are great. I, lo- I love it. I'm, I'm a big Garrett Headland fan. Um, I just kind of want to hear him kick it. I want to hear a hard out here. Yeah. Something like real honky tonk. It's just wild. Eh? It's like, like John party has a couple of those on the new record. And like, I'd love to hear something in that vein. It, it just, uh, you know, uh, it, it's great. You're talented. It's like, can you just, how talented do you need to be? You know, <laughs> pump the brakes guy. Yeah. Like just leave some for the rest of us. Yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> Started here trying to get a podcast going. <laughs> Um, did I, I'm sorry. I don't know if there was a mistake made on this, uh, on this, um, playlist that I've been rolling through. Did you put a kid rock song on here? Oh what yeah. What's wrong with you, man? So, okay. So <laughs> yeah, I explain it, explain it away. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. You're on the hot seat now. Oh, you're on the hot Is it seat. hot in here? I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> okay. So let me find that. Where is this? And cue it up because Andrew's about to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I'm just fucking with you. I had this plan. And the second I saw it, I planned on this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> note to self. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Okay, so. Were you just going after beer songs? No, I really love the pickup in the chorus of this song. And I'm going to put it on and you'll see. No, we're I mean. not putting Kid Rock on this podcast. I'm going to put it on and we're going to see. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get a beer then. Here, yeah, can you get one for me too? Um, but here's the thing is that I've, Okay, I'm not a Kid Rock fan. I, the best of Kid Rock historically for me is with um, Sheryl Crow, Picture. Yes, we have talked about him before because you were like, this song should not be on the podcast. Uh, whatever, a couple of years ago. Um, but when I heard this, I'm torn because there's some like anti-climate change, no taking a knee, like references to Colin Kaepernick and whatnot, like raw, 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 hard right Republican kind of bullshit in this song, which I don't, I'm not into. Um, but the rest of it, the theme, the pickup, the music, like I, I really like song that like starts like this, like everything you know about Kid Rock, is this it? Yeah, but why does it matter? There's so much other good shit out there. Why are we scraping the bottom of the barrel? I don't think this is the bottom of the barrel. You're complimenting whoever played on this. Yeah, I am. <laughs> well, I turn on yeah, the now, game over, man. Oh. I'm still into that. I don't know. It's just pandering, man. He just panders to the lowest common denominator. It might be true, but musically, so far, I'm still digging this. Here, I'm not digging this more kind of whatever but it's the pickup like we're just cracking beers here what oh great andrew just took off his shirt what do you have fireworks on you you just light off fireworks jesus christ we're in my house man do you have a ba with the ba tattoo on your ass None of the above. <laughs> but, like, I just love that pickup. It's just, it's it's so good. Yeah, you, I'm, do you I'm, disagree? I'm not conceding. I just, my 
my distaste for him. I know, but like again, just this pickup. I don't need to hear it again, man. To flip this fucking table. Just, just this is the pickup right here. You know what? I just I just put your picture away, Andrew. I didn't even appreciate that joke. Okay, you know what? There must be at least 15 songs about cold beer on this playlist. There is. That's all. That's all. That's the only reason that's on there. <laughs> I actually don't really like most of the lyrics, but I just love that pickup. Just give me some cold beer. Can we, uh, can we move on from this, first yes. of all? Hey, this is your fault. <laughs> I know it is my fault. It's totally my fault. You asked for you it. Mix you got it up. It. Mix it up yeah. a little bit. I have been fucking dying to talk to uh, talk to you about Tyler Halverson. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't mean to sound like a dick. The first time I heard it, I I thought it was a female artist. Like his voice is in such a high register. <laughs> Do you mean the song that he has a duet with Carly Fry? No, it wasn't that song. Okay, because that uh, is a female. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> No, there's another song on that. I also like how he's releasing all those singles with like the the, the drawn yeah man. Cover. It's, yeah. it's so I don't know. It, it's cool to see country artists like doing progressive things because that's w- what the genre. What's needs. progressive about drawing? Uh, because to put to put out what four singles in a row with similar covers, but they're all different. Mm-hmm. They're all drawn. It's like w- when you see it, and we'll talk about this when we talk about Zach Bryan, but it's. It's that constant like release, getting on the release radar, so to right. speak, that you see with pop artists, hip hop artists, where they're they're What's always the new putting thing? stuff you, you, out. It's yeah, you, the the way that records work these days. Like, I guess not, not an album. Progressive is probably the wrong word for it, but more like uh, I don't know. Like it was aesthetically pleasing to see all those singles in a row like that, and I think it's creative. Yeah, when it comes across your platform, it's all kind of uniform. Exactly. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 really into him. It's I'm been a big fan for. I, I haven't known him s- since maybe like six months ago, and since then I've loved. Yeah, I'd say I'm about the same, maybe even a little bit later. Um, but that that song, Your Bar Now, like what? Oh, a, that's a good one. What a like a classic. Like I don't know, I I could be totally wrong on this, but it seems like what a classic country song concept. Yep. To sing a song about you lost the bar because you broke up and yeah. and the ex is going to that bar. I don't, I don't recall John Hardy ever... has a song with the same theme on his new record too. Okay, well, who who did it first? I don't know. Maybe Tyler Halverson? All right, I don't know. Well, We'd have to see. But you never know who wrote that song. Yeah, that's I don't fair. Know. Yeah. But it's 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 such a cool concept and that song is so cool. Like it's such a, a good vibe, that song. Oh, I, I, I've liked everything of his that uh, has come across my radar. Uh, my favorite would be, what was it called? Like the Beer Garden something? Beer Garden Baby. Beer Garden Baby. Oh. That's the one where I wasn't sure if it was a male or female singer. What? It's it's high pitched, man. I'm just like laptop playing yeah, everything in the shit. background But now. put the mic closer so people can hear what we're talking about. I, I love how we've just changed formats in the middle of a podcast. What do you mean? By, we never play songs. When oh, the fuck we never we ever played songs. We just don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing I really like about this tune is like, I don't know that's getting picked up very well in the. 
shush. I love that meme that, like, all the buckle bunny girls, everyone's kind of there for the bull riders, the bronc riders, whatever, the rodeo guys who may not make anything, who may not get a check, may not get the buckle that they're after, but, oh, hey, girl, I'm... I'm a big deal over here in the beer yeah. garden. I'm Singer on the stage. Paid after every, every we show. get paid after every show. <laughs> like we're, we're we're doing better over here. Yeah, maybe, maybe you should look at us, kind of thing. <laughs> I, I I love that that theme. That's that's a unique theme. That's not been done before. Well, yeah, and that's, that's kind of a hard thing in country music. Is like, like, it's it, it's different versions of the same kind of theme in many ways. And like, that's not a knock because I love it. And I love the updated versions of old themes, but I come up with new themes in a genre that's so old and so storied. And like, people are so uh, invested in it, you know, and they come up with new themes that are relatable to people. And then you look on this list of his singles, like he's got a song about, well, I'm assuming it's about Mac Miller, the rapper, because it's just straight up called Mac Miller. Like, I don't know, man. I just, he's got a re- very refreshing, like, vibe and sound and lyrical content and songwriting style. It's it's really cool. I, I don't know. I, I, I like everything this guy's doing right now. 100%. I agree. That's that's my, I like, I like your musk. I like your, oh, heck, I like <laughs> everything about you. When this, this whole thing's over, we should over, get an apartment, get together. An apartment together. <laughs> Now we're doing Anchorman references. <laughs> we're short on Simpsons references. Who's today. who's pandering to the lowest common denominator now? <laughs> Kid it is Rock. I. Yeah. <laughs> Kid oh. Rock and Anchorman. That's what I'm about today. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Like so it. speaking of him, uh, also in the other song, um, uh, the uh, what was it called? Your bar now. The other person in that was, it was Carly Fry, was it not? It was. Good job. You remembered. Your mush brain's getting more firm. Me think good now quick, yeah? <laughs> um, but the I, I really like her. We should talk about her separately as well, too, uh, in a bit more detail later. Or in another podcast, but horses in heaven, like you know, I'm a sucker for these type of songs. And man, what a tune! I I just and it has not only that like sentimentality, but that groove and like the pickup. Like, just big big fan of this one. And the, I think this was the first time. No, she had another single. She had something else she put out before, which I was kind of okay on like it was good but never really grabbed it when i heard this song i was like who is this and just kind of looked it up and i was like oh that's her i i I sometimes have a hard time with like i don't know some of these like i know it's your wheelhouse like you know cars truck beds kind of thing song like where it's like or i wish grandpa's never died like some of the sentimentality of it is lost on me i guess i i don't know why i find it's i hate i don't want to keep using the word like pandering because it's not pandering it's it's more like it's right here right here i I think it's just being it's made for a certain listener right whereas like me with no like farm or ranch or any kind of, of experience like that in my life it's you know it's not 
it's not really going to do it for me. But I, I do get it. I, I'm not a... I'm not a monster. Like, I can understand. I'm not a monster. <laughs> I <sense>. understand it. <laughs> I'm not a monster. Let me clarify. I do have emotions <laughs> sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I get the vibe of it. Wasn't my favorite on the playlist, I guess, is what I'm... Fair enough. The general point. I, I, I added a song as we were talking um, called Where's the Heart of My Country? And it was throwback to... Who were we talking about earlier that was that had a song just about... Oh, the Alan Jackson song where you thought it was a love song, but it was actually about mm-hmm. like a love letter to country. We'll listen to this after because it's it's slow. It's not worth playing on the on the actual podcast. But it's again same thing. It's like love song to country. It's like where's the heart of the country? Like where's yeah. it gone? You know. And I I love that shit. I love when people write love songs to the genre of music that they're playing. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool, man. It's like can't wait to check it out. I don't I don't know this person or the song. Yeah, I'll I'll. I'll Go out there and say that there's not much else, like aside from that song that I was too, too, too into. Um, I find that a lot now. Like, I don't know if I sent you that. Um, what was her name? Abby. Uh, the song called. I'm gonna forget. We should probably move on. But um, I could probably find it in my like songs. You know, when you, sometimes you find an artist and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is such good country. And then you, I uh, heard she had a song called uh, Abby Webster's song, a song called Tall Boy. And uh, it, it it's very country. And then you listen to the rest of her stuff, and like nothing else was even close to country. Such a cool vibe. Yeah. And then it's like, where'd you go? What'd you do after this? Yeah, speaking of like, where did you go after like a song or everything else? Like, I had the same feeling about. I think you. I think it's Shebel, Shebel Shepherd, Mama got the chair. Like that song was. I, th- I did we talk about this the last I feel like time? We have. Yeah, I, I think we, maybe we did. I don't remember, but it's. Um, I think it's from last year, so it's not brand new, but uh, kind of a. What would you call it? What, what do they call it on TV when they do the pre-story? Um, the preamble? No, there's a word for it. Uh, like Game of Thrones right now, they're doing the... Prequel? Prequel, I guess. <laughs> yeah, not prequel. There's another word for it too. What am I missing? Anyways, uh, this is about like from the woman's side or the daughter of the woman uh in the chair oh i remember george Strait. Yeah, yeah yeah i remember this. And like mama got the chair like yeah. she was the woman who like yeah, the yeah. whole narrative of the song the chair and the song is so good lyrically and musically and the fiddles and the pedal steel it's just like a perfect country country song and i was like yes when i heard this and i was like who is this girl and then i listened to the rest of the record and i was like like it was just it mediocre feels like, at best. It feels like they're almost just trying to dip their toe into different 
pools and see which one's right. The rest you know? of the pool was all the same. Yeah. It was like kind of country rock-ish something that was like very mediocre and pretty forgettable. And this one song was like complete dynamite. And it was like one of the best, like so good, so unique, so everything. And then the rest was just like by comparison. Yeah, it's always disappointing. I'll never like judge super hard because I think it's genre hopping is something that's done all the time now. And if you write a good country song, you write a fucking good country song. I'm not going to argue it. You wrote a good country song that's a hit and I like it. Great, fantastic. It's just, it's always going to be disappointing to someone like me or you when you're like, because... I know how you are because I'm the same way. You think you found someone that you're really going to like, and then you're like, oh, shit, come on, man. It's just the one come song. On. You're just going to exist in my playlist as one song. Yeah. Like, it's tough. It's It, it hurts. Yep. No, it's, uh, it's a sad situation when we only have one song from someone. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we got so many more to talk about, but we're pushing an hour here, so we should probably pull the shoot on this. And We've really been doing this for an hour? Uh, yeah, 50 minutes. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Hellbound Glory just released a new single, too, called 13 Corners. I wouldn't say it's fantastic, but you know how much I love that band, and it's good to hear that they're doing something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, that's very you and not me, <laughs> so I'll, I'll drink to that for you. All right, brother. Well... Cheers, Cheers to another episode in the in the can. In the can. Cheers, everybody.